welcome to Masters of Divinity. I, I, I've been hey, lying. You, wait, you're recording, right? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay, Gosh. you can start over if you want. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to start. Over. I'm going to leave it just like this because here's the thing: <laughs> I have been lied to, listeners. I have been lied to because we had this whole thing. If you listened last week, where Matt and I got together, we finally got Matt back on. Which, by the way, hey Matt, how you doing? Wonderful. Awesome. See, he's still here. So we had this whole thing with Matt bringing him back on. It was like it was like bringing Michael Jordan out of retirement because uh, JP, our, our our moderator, he made this thing about like, hey guys, like I have to step down for the, I have this hiatus I have to take because of all these like technical issues. Blah 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 blah. And then and then, who's here? But I I, I heard I heard your cry. I I I I understood that our audience is very upset. I mean, if they and... listened to that last episode, I'm sure they were definitely upset because that was not our finest hour. It wasn't even an hour. <laughs> you know, it's, that was it's not a our very... finest 36 minutes. <laughs> it's uh, well, I, I do have to commend you, Chuck, for for uh, explaining to our audience that uh, I'm taking a hiatus because I'm poor. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. I said you were I know having you technological issues with your phone. Yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. That's... I'm here. I have a, I have a window. That's that's all I could say. I have a window. I don't know how brief it could be. It could it could end. It could end any moment. It's like an aneurysm. What if it just ended right in the middle of this episode? <laughs> just oh, JP's got it. I don't know what I'm. Me a window. It could be before this episode ends. It could be next month. It probably won't be next month. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it, it just makes me think, Matt. <laughs> oh, Miki's dead. <laughs> what? It's a Thor, it's oh, a Thor this, reference. Yeah. This, oh, it's a Thor reference. Yeah, by the way, JP also, like JP Thor, also hasn't like seen Thor, Thor yet. Yeah, that's look great. Here, look here, JP. Look here. <laughs> Father Chuck and I bonded and... Uh-huh. We grew closer together. It's true, we did. And we went out to a movie together, and I kept having to slap him because he's trying to hold my hand. What? And then you, and then you come back, phone. and you're just driving a wedge between us. It's fine. It's fine. I'm pulling. Whatever. I'm pull, I'm totally pulling a Jay Leno on your guys' Conan right now. <laughs> yeah, you just whatever. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. no. I don't want to. I don't want to go on a hiatus, guys. That's what this proves. I don't want to do it, I, we, but I may have to, and 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 it's it's sad. This is sort of like a, um, this is kind of like a. Uh, I, oh, I had a good analogy earlier, and I should have written it down. But listen, my my freshman year, my freshman year of college girlfriend broke up with me, partly because um, she had kind of prepared herself for the fact that I was going away to college, and I kept coming home to Orlando to visit her, and she was sort of like. It was just too much because she was prepared. She was ready to, to, to you know, to, she had an idea of how this relationship was going to play out. And because I was a big baby, I kept coming home. And that's what's happening here, JP. We were ready. We be... were prepared. And you're just, you're just hanging around. <laughs> so, listen. Uh, it's, listen. I'm um, like. It's not you. It's me. And I know, well, I, I know we just saw the Dashboard Confessional concert, and it's time to, uh, to end things. You know, I don't, I don't know why you, guys, why you guys are doing this. I just came by because I left my flannel shirts here. 
And I thought we could record while I'm here. Why not? I mean, <laughs> I, while I'm here, you should just do it. Oh, one last fling. <laughs> what? Just one last one. Last fling. <laughs> oh, guys, it has been a week, even though it's been two days. Um, <laughs> should we? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to hand the keys back over to you for the for the time being. I, you're. Do you want to moderate? No, you're a much better moderator than I am. Yeah. Okay. You know. Right. You know. We. You know. We just officially started recording this, and this call is already longer than our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. Well. I, I. I did cut that episode down significantly, though. So, you know, there were some stories that. <laughs> oh, the mystery story. <laughs> yeah. And we'll kind of go over to the lost the lost files of Masters of Divinity. Well, real quick, I just before before I hand the keys over to you, JP, as moderator, I, I, let me say that um, I do want to I, I just really briefly bring up um, the shooting in Texas that happened um, this past Sunday. Um, I, I'm just going to say it's it's probably going to sound maybe to some people a little bit weird, but the thing that bothers me the most about it is how I'm not, I'm no longer like shocked by it. Like I, you know, after the, after the Las Vegas shooting, I was a little bit bothered that it was like, it was in the news for a couple days. And then it was all back to talking about the president and what he's doing. And it was like, okay, well, this is like a major thing. This is, you know, a huge deal. And then, um, and then this happened and they, they did kind of the same thing a little bit. And the new cycle, and I, and I, I was just sort of just unfazed by it because this is happening with such an alarming frequency, and I just don't see what the point is. It, it just it seems pointless to even talk about because the same talking points are brought up, and no one listens, and no change happens, and it's just this, this yeah, the same old, same old, and I'm. I'm really scared that we're going to have to be like doing these little tragic asides like every month. Yeah. You know? I will, I will say that considering that, um, I, you, you were Baptist too, right? Or are you just always non, non-denominational evangelical? I mean, yeah, I used to be Baptist. Okay. So considering that the three of us have, you know, Baptist roots, and it was in my home state of Texas. Right. I mean, it's just, it just it hits me and it hits us in a, in, you know, in a, in, a, in a unique way. Not a unique way. I mean, there's lots of Baptists in the world. But it just, um, I don't know. I, it is, I, I don't know what to say other than it's, it's sad and it's, it's, it's crazy that this is the third time it's happened in a church in like two years, year and a half, two years. And how little the powers that be seem to actually care that it's happening because all you hear is now's not the time to talk about this. Now's you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, we could do a whole episode talking about that again. And, and I know that like, we try not to be that political of a podcast and it's sad that this even has to be political because it should just be common sense. I don't know. It's sad, but it's also yeah. infuriating. The, the whole thing's just tragic. There's not, not much else to say like uh father chuck said become too common of a story and too normal to turn on the the news and hear that something else something else has happened and 
definitely the last couple have definitely hit home a little closer with the Baptist church thing and the one before that we actually had a friend at the concert in Vegas right right um, so yeah it's just it's a it's definitely a an unsettling time that we live in uh yeah I mean I just kind of mirrored you guys saying about the frequencies becoming all too uh familiar and um and I know I know Everyone is there's everyone is really tired of thoughts and prayers, especially since now it's sort of being used as sort of like a a way to like avoid trying to come to some kind of solution or some kind of plan of action. Um, but we our hearts do go out to the victims and their families and everyone that's affected by it. And um, I mean, I guess now we should just be telling people to be careful, you know to be vigilant and when, when they go to church <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing for me yeah um to start doing a job like police work and to be out there interacting with the situations that we get into um, it's just it's really it's really odd to be the one doing it mm-hmm. and to realize that like you you spend your entire life being told that when things get when things get to their absolute worst and you are desperate for help what's the thing that they teach everybody to do call the cops yeah you pick up the phone and you dial 911 and i'm like and now that means i'm the one that shows up <laughs> right <laughs> like like now you're you're this view you have of people who they come to your door and they handle these situations and they leave and you're like, you know, whatever your view is of them. I'm like, now I'm that person. Yeah. And it's a but really like, weird, it's a really weird uh, thing to try and try and come to terms with. <laughs> it's like that used to be something that was out there and now you're out there. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's a, it's an odd, it's hard to explain, but it's an odd thing when you really start thinking about it. it right. It's just, it's just weird. And it, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, we have all this training because when you're the one, when you're the one responding, you always feel like it's just you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how much school you have or how much you try and learn something or even if you're the best at something, your your view of yourself is always, I'm just me. Like, when I wake up and I look in the mirror, I don't see anything different. It's the same person I've been staring at for 33 years. It's kind of like you don't even realize you're getting older. Um, so to show up and be like, yeah, I'm the one that's supposed to i'm the one that's supposed to have the answers and supposed to know how to handle this and i've been trained to do this and but it's like but it's just matt like it's an odd it's an odd it's an odd feeling hard it's hard to explain but it's an odd thing to to really think about (laughs) well it is an interesting Um, thing to think about it's yeah i thought of that way maybe we should do it because you i mean you you things get bad call 911 and i'm like okay now when things get bad, they're calling me. So it's a, it's a heavy, it's a heavy responsibility. Yeah, that's what I'll say. You know, and, and JP made a comment before we started the episode that um, 
that you and I, Matt, were kind of getting onto a topic talking about comparisons with being, you know, a, a, a man, you know, with a badge and a man of and a man and a man of the cloth. Um, and I, I feel like maybe there actually should be an episode in that. Um, cause as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about too, it's, you know, when someone's dying in the hospital and their loved one is dying and that thing is like, they, they reach out to their spiritual leaders to come and to bring them comfort. It's that, that same kind of thing. It's like, Oh, that's me now. Like I'm the one who now goes and sits in the hospital room with the person who's dying and, you know, and, 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 and that means all the shortcomings and insecurities and stuff that I bring with me. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing when you, you know, like you said, you look at yourself in the mirror every day for, you know, 30 some odd years and you have a particular view of yourself and understanding of yourself, you know, in your mind, you're, you're probably 10 years younger than you actually are. Um, if not, if not more so. And, and then like you have these moments where maybe you, take a moment of objectivity and you look at you look at yourself in the uniform whether it's the black cassock that i wear or the forest green you know police uniform that you wear that like you take these moments and it's like holy crap that's like i'm this person now and 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 you have these moments where you're like i do this stuff and that's kind of crazy anyway so maybe we should do an episode on that i think that'd be cool Uh, and i mean yeah because i mean the, the i mean the parallels really are they're almost endless. I mean, when somebody's family's falling apart, they come to you for guidance. And when somebody's family is in the midst of chaos and turmoil, they come to somebody like me for control to, right. to calm the situation, to, to get things back to where they can even just live. Um, and like you said, you get the call when they have a loved one dying in the hospital. And it's like we get the call when they have a loved one who's dying in the hospital because somebody put them there. Yeah. And it's like and they're and they're looking at us for, okay, now what are you gonna do to to find justice for this? And it's it's a yeah, it's a heavy responsibility. Yeah. It's like even the even the even the normal calls, if you wanna call them normal, because the thing that they drill into your head is there's no such thing as a routine call. There's no such thing as a routine uh, situation because you never know what's actually happening. Um, but even the most, even the most, what we would say routine ones, and you have the group of people that are just yelling and screaming at each other, and you show up on that scene, and you're expected to gain control of that scene, but at the same time, try and calm it. So like, you're attempting to walk this line. And calm them down but if you have that one person that just cannot be calmed how do i control them so that the rest of the situation can be calmed back down taser and it's like this odd it's it's just this odd odd thing yeah just taser. <laughs> what i'll tell you don't freaking pepper spray them pepper spray is evil <laughs> i'm telling you now you heard it here first pepper spray is the devil it's the devil's sweat in a can and you don't want it in your eyes isn't this and this is coming from someone who's been both pepper sprayed and tased right i have not been tased oh i thought they tased you guys no. to give you that experience no. too no no i didn't get tased that's what that feels I, like i haven't been tased um, Don't taste I'm me, not, bro. I've been, I've been, I've been OC, which is pepper. I've been OC sprayed twice, and that's two. That is two times too many, and 
it's not it's not good guys it's not it's not good there's nothing calming about that <laughs> yeah well i mean just dip your just dip your head in a bucket of gasoline and light it on fire that there you go now you know what it feels like we uh or 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 just pepper spray yourself you can just buy a thing of pepper spray and spray, and spray yourself don't do it. it don't don't do it we take the fire man we could just do this better. episode right now jp <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we I, already yeah. did. This one's already longer than the last. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know how to segue to this. I'm bad at segues. Yeah, it, it's hard to stay balanced on them sometimes, right? Because if you lean too far forward, you <laughs> fall down your face, and then you, ha, ah, this joke t- brought to you by 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think... I think we should do like a Masters of Divinity segue tour. <laughs> of PBA? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do a whole podcast on segues. But I think it'd be funny if we, if you, if, if it's while you're in and... Florida and we do it of PBA, we do it live <laughs> video and we're like, this is the Baxter wall. This is where you would <laughs> sit to meet girls. And then like none of us sat here and then you just keep on driving. <laughs> and, and right now you can place your bets through our Twitter feed as to who will wind up in the emergency room for falling off the Segway during recording the episode. Matt. <laughs> I just I, feel like that's a Matt. I would, yes, I, 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 I would have to say I believe that the odds are toward me. Therefore, the, you, you're not going to get as high a return on your bet. Well, and probably gonna happen. here's the thing. JP's going to be in town, right? You're set, you're let, you might be coming to town. Maybe. There's a possibility that January I might be in town, yeah. Um, yeah in which case, yeah. we, we rec- need to... We record one episode. <laughs> one, we... one episode. We record one episode without him, and he's coming all the way to Florida to separate him. Yes. I, I, I just think just, Matt just need, for, forgot my keys. We should we should make we should make the the movie that Rob Bell charged us with while he's here. Yes. <laughs> oh, movie. that document. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen minute okay. movie, man. We're talking a fifteen minute movie here. Yeah, and we're gonna send it to Rob Bell, and uh, I want to hear his review. <laughs> I'll have a panel with him and and Amanda from a few weeks ago. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> totally. Oh, we have to get her back. Yes, absolutely. Um, we do. She needs to keep us uh, abreast when uh, she uh, makes more movies. So yes. So JP, do we have a topic to talk about tonight? Uh, yes, we do. We're going to talk about um, all of my accomplishments. Okay. And how you're both jealous. All right. So that was our episode, guys. Have a good night. (laughs) Well done, Matt. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It's like I leave for an episode and Matt becomes the most popular boy in school. (laughs) It's just like summer Um, again, right? Yeah. Uh, So we we do have a a topic. Um, This week, uh, Disney had a very interesting week. Yes, and it uh, and if you listen to this podcast, you know that we are uh, pretty avid <laughs> Disney fans. Uh, I still feel weird saying it, to be honest. I feel like I shouldn't be saying. It. I feel like I'm, I kind of when I say Disney fan, I feel like I'm saying Brony. Like, <laughs> why? I don't know. There's so many princesses. What's wrong with wanting to hang Dude. out with women? <laughs> that's not. That's not what I meant. But you're whatever. sexist, dude. I'm not sexist. I'm not <laughs> going down this path. Okay. I'm sorry, Father Fun. 
Um, <laughs> you're the wrath of the vegan. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're, we we want to talk about Disney this week because they had a very interesting week. They kind of showed their dark side. Yes, and we we are we are Disney fans, and we do love the product uh, that they that they make. And and we but we never really touched on some of the more troubling aspects of the enormous conglomerate that they are. And, and right. you know sometimes a company if they're if they're as big as Disney, there's going to be some there's going to be a little bit there's going to be a few you know shady aspects here and there, right? As a lifelong as a well not lifelong but as a as somebody who grew up in Orlando and called you know considered still you know Orlando's my hometown that's my home. Grew up with it. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got I've close proximity to the mouse, man. And yeah, I, I, I got you know we we if you live in Orlando, the mouse casts a pretty big shadow, and it's uh, and that's and by the way, that's a little bit of uh, there's a, there's a touch of an Orlando lingo there. Um, that most of the time when you talk about the mouse instead of Disney, that's when you're kind of referring to the negative dark sides of Disney. Mm-hmm. You talk about the mouse rather than Disney. The film industry, we refer to it as the Mouse House. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this week, uh, if you don't know our audience, um, there was some controversy as uh, the LA Times published an article, a, a, two p- a, a two-part article, on sort of like an expose of uh, Disneyland and their dealings with uh, the city of Anaheim. And um, there were a lot of different topics that the article covered. I mean, it's 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 exhaustive. It's two. It's, I mean, it's two. It's in two parts. Uh, but sort of the tip of the iceberg was there was this um, um, the Mickey and Friends parking garage in, in Disneyland uh, was built by the city of Anaheim for uh, one hundred and eight million dollars, and uh, Disney only has to pay them a dollar a year for that garage. And they basically don't see the city of Anaheim basically doesn't see any kind of money. And that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg is some of the weird things Disney is doing. And um, because of that, uh, Disney sort of took offense, uh, saying that they were not uh, they were not or some of the what was the language they used that they were not upholding uh, journalistic integrity or something. And. So they banned the L.A. Times from cup from early screenings of uh, Thor Ragnarok. And for those of you who don't really understand what that means, it kind of means when a film critic reviews a movie, they usually see like an early screening of it before the movie comes out just so they can write the review. And so they have something for you to read on the day the movie comes out to get you hyped for the movie or not hyped, depending on whether or not the movie is good. So Thor Ragnarok, of course, was the big one to come out over the weekend. And uh, Disney banned the L.A. Times uh, journalists from uh, doing from from going to an early screening and meeting that deadline. Um, and they, this, the, it's it's not like a, an elusive thing. Disney was very upfront with it. They said, "Yes, we are very much banning you from any early screenings from any of our movies from here on out." Um, and the backlash was actually pretty big. After that. Um, a lot of the big outlets like New York Times, Washington Post actually kind of stood in solidarity with the L.A. Times and refused to cover any Disney movies. And a lot of film critic circles that give out awards, big prestigious awards, they uh, 
said that they were not going to make any Disney films eligible for awards. And even Ava DuVernay, or Ava DuVernay. Yes, DuVernay. Ava DuVernay, uh, very wonderful, who directed a really great documentary on Netflix called uh, 13th, and is also working on a the Disney film A Wrinkle in Time. She posted on Twitter that she was standing in solidarity with the journalists and supported their decision. Uh, so she, this is a director working on a tentpole Disney film, standing in solidarity with the journalists. And eventually Disney caved and reneged on their decision to ban L.A. Times. And yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and also what happened during this whole fiasco, and part of me kind of wonders if this is sort of like in response to the controversy. Um, we learned through uh, CNBC that Disney was planning on acquiring a big chunk of 21st Century Fox, which mostly included 20th Century Fox, the uh, movie studio. Yeah. <laughs> and while some of us were, like, a little in shock that an entire studio could be absorbed by Disney, a lot of us were just kind of stoked that the X-Men are going to be probably hanging out with the Avengers in the future. Or, or I, I can care less <laughs> that the X-Men are there the Avengers. I want to see the Fantastic Four in the yeah, MCU. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. <laughs> I, there was a and the best oh, villains, Doctor Doctor Doom. I know, right? The best villains in the Marvel universe are associated with the Fox properties: Doctor Doom, Galactus, and uh, Magneto. Yeah, uh, so that was huge news, and also kind of scary because a lot of people were, were, were talking about monopoly and is are there is there some kind of SEC violation going on here? Like, can a company really be that powerful to absorb an entire studio? You know, Lucasfilm and Marvel is one thing, but like this is a this is one of the big six. You know, one of the big six studios has been around since the beginning of since the beginning of Hollywood. Well, it's very successful. It's successful. Well, and there's another piece um, to this bit, of this story, by the way, that just that that, that kind of interests me in its tr- in its other troubling aspect, which is that I guess part of the thing I'm hearing is that Robert Murdoch or Rupert Murdoch is interested in letting go of all of that so that he can have more money to funnel into his scare quotes news organizations around the world. Yeah. So would Disney acquiring this somehow enable Rupert Murdoch to continue spreading lies throughout the world? I just don't, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a businessman. I don't know that much about all of that. I, I do know that you're not allowed to own two news broadcasting companies <laughs> especially if they're competing against one another because mm-hmm. disney already owns abc they can't own fox because of that right i don't know if that 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 keeps them from sending money to to murdoch i don't i have no clue no 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 um, no the idea but, is that murdoch wants to shed all this other stuff so he would sell it right oh, you would sell it oh, he would okay. get a huge Just, chunk of money and then he could use that money to then start more new so he would that so that fox would mostly be news and not entertainment. Um, but Chuck and I have been talking about this a lot because we've been talking a lot about Disney lately. Uh, Matt, did you hear about any of this? <laughs> or were you too busy busting bad guys? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little busy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was kind of a big... Um, yeah, so that, that's another thing that could be kind of seen as like, wow, like Disney's kind of scary powerful if they can do... If they could just buy Fox. Now... Today, as of today, the Wall Street Journal has reported that the talks between 
Fox and Disney have been inactive. Uh, so that could just be all talk. And, and I'm kind of wondering if like those if those talks happen to sort of like drive attention away from the controversies happening with the L.A. Times. Um, I mean, that's... Not, not the actual talks are happening, but like that they made them public because the talks seem so like weak anyway. Like that's kind of what Wall Street Journal started hinting. I was like, it wasn't really, really anything. They're just talking. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, I so let me just say, just getting back to the dark side of Disney. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty aware, or pretty, pretty upfront that my love for Disney is something that should not be because I generally just don't like big corporations and that sort of anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just against all that. But it's, but I under, but, but for some reason, like, I love Disney. Like, I just, I. Maybe because they're really good at not making me feel like I'm being like being made into a corporate shill by them. I don't know. It's just uh, there's just something about about them. Because here, here's the thing: is when I look, when I hear about the story about a Disneyland, the issue that Disneyland has to deal with is that they are in Anaheim and they are in the middle of the city, and you know people can build can build right up to Disney's property line, basically. Like, you can drive... I mean, I was watching... Uh, I, I was seeing... A, I saw a thing on YouTube the other day of a monorail uh, thing, because my kids watch Disney crap on YouTube all the time. And it was it was somebody taking the Disney the Disneyland monorail around the park. And, like, at one point, the monorail goes over a highway where cars are driving, just normal, everyday cars, not, like, on the Disney property cars. And you know, so like, so the thing is, and the point I'm making is that it's in the middle of the city. They don't their 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 property is very limited by where they're located. You know, because California, Southern California is super crowded. There, th- that's it, right? So for them to have to build a parking garage, they're going to have to work with the city of Anaheim to do this. And I can understand uh, from Disney's standpoint, I can understand why they would try to concoct a deal that would be you know beneficial for them. Um, and not, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I can just say why they did it. Um, because the flip side for me is be growing up in Orlando, you know, Disney owns like a country in the middle of, or just outside of Orlando. And it's a whole different ball game for them because they're their own incorporated cities. There's two incorporated cities in, um, in the, in the Disney world resort. It's, um, the Reedy Creek development project and um, um, Lake Buena Vista. Those are the two incorporations that Disney lives that deals with. And I mean, they're their own. They are incorporated cities. They have uh, they have like councils and all that kind of stuff. And it's super shady the way they do it because they just keep voting people onto their councils that are friendly to them. And it's you know it's really iffy mm-hmm. government you know kind of stuff they do. But it's also this massive chunk of private property for them to 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 do what they do there. Um, and what they do, they do very well. And I can't say that i wouldn't you know that i don't think that they you know they, they shouldn't maybe 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 they make the case that benevolent dictators aren't a bad thing but um <laughs> i don't know about that but it's I, like I, the mormons I, taking over the world you know you don't, you don't really know maybe I, i'm mostly kidding but i uh <laughs> i i um but growing up in Atlanta, i mean you're aware of the stuff that, i mean like disney for example for instance when walt was buying the property uh that used to be the everglades in order to make disney um, he created a bunch of fake shell corporations so that people couldn't raise the price of the acreage because they, they knew that it was Disney buying it. They would sell the they would sell it for more money, and so he created these shell corporations so he could buy the land from these farmers and stuff in the area 
like I think he was I think he was buying land for like like twelve bucks an acre or something. I mean, he got the land for Disney super cheap under all these shell corporations. So Disney's been shady from the beginning. I mean, that's you know, mm-hmm. I mean. For credit loud, there's Ayn Rand quotes on like their construction fences when they're like building stuff, <laughs> like in Tomorrowland, like new areas. There's like Ayn Rand quotes. I mean, it's really? yeah. Um, I, I think I think Walt was a fan of hers. I'm not sure about that though. But, oh, it has to be. But um, so I mean, they're not they're they 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 is 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 great as great a product as they put out. We can never forget that they are. <laughs> a super shady multinational conglomerate that would be a perfect villain in say the alien franchise. <laughs> Wayland Yutani. Yeah. They sort of have their hands in everything. And, yeah. and, and they, and they do not want to be regulated. They do not want to have to play by the rules. Um, they, they want to do whatever they want to do. And if it, hurts other people then sometimes that's the the price they're willing to pay yeah I, it is i mean the one story i'm still kind of fascinated with is how they basically they basically changed all of the copyright copyright regulations just so they could hold on to mickey yeah um if you don't know about that folks uh i would say look it up on google it's very long and complicated but basically there used to be laws like if you wrote a, st- a book or you had a character or created a character or something and copyright would go up and it would go into public domain, Mickey Mouse was going to go into the public domain. And, and I think some other characters were too. And um, they basically like went to like the Supreme Court and like had the entire law changed just so they could hold on to Mickey. And that's why we have the current public domain um, laws we have. The irony of that, of course, is that Disney uses public domain <laughs> characters and stories right. for their movies and their animation and all their properties and stuff. Right. Uh, if there I were mean, if those public domain laws weren't, and if we didn't have those public domain laws, we wouldn't have like Snow White or Cinderella or Little Mermaid or. Well, but it's 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 capitalism, man. I mean, capitalism by virtue is is hypocritical. Because you support the idea of competition because, you know, it's, it's like if I'm, a, if I'm a mom and pop coffee shop, you know, I don't want Starbucks encroaching on my business. I want, to, I want, you know, I want some limits put on Starbucks to keep them from encroaching on my business so that I can thrive. But then if my mom and pop coffee shop grows to be like a Starbucks size enterprise, well, then I don't want the next mom and pop to come along to tell me what I can and can't do with my business. You know, I mean, it's right. just it's it, it, it's how it works. And as, again, it's not a justification. It's just or, or an excuse, I should say. It's 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 just it's it's an observation that I've that I've noticed over the over several years. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- Disney, Disney, as much as and I want to be clear in case there's any Disney people listening, we love Disney. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> we welcome you as our as our as our overlords. Um, but Guys, you, you you do some shady stuff here and there, and it, you would you would be even more loved if you were less shady. That's all we're saying. Matt, can I ask you a moral question? Maybe. Did you ask him if he could ask him a Mormon question? Moral. I mean, I keep it could be a Mormon question. If okay. you want to answer it as a Mormon, you totally can. Uh, I'm not going to deny that, right? I'm not Disney. Um. Moral question for you, Matt. Um, 
how do you... I mean, obviously Disney was in the wrong for doing what they did with the LA Times. You can't just suppress suppress the press because they wrote an article you don't like. Um, well, I mean, technically you can. Well... It's private corp. It's, well, it's not government, man. I know, but it's the press. And you can't just be like... Oh, whatever, but you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> there's there's some ramifications to it. It's probably not ethical. Uh, what do you do, Matt, if you're if you're a big fan of Disney and you buy the big passes and stuff, and and they they start doing things you like don't agree with? I mean, is it your moral obligation to stop supporting them, or is there some other way that you could demand change? Or are are they taking over Fox? Um, I mean, those talks are they, those talks are officially inactive. So <laughs> Matt, Matt so offici- officially they, checked out a while ago. So are, are, are they possibly going to give me a Cyclops movie? I mean, there there is a possibility that in your lifetime, Matt, uh, you will see a different version of Cyclops that was oversawn by Kevin Feige. Uh, that is probably more true to the character that you love. That that that, that is a possibility that can happen in your lifetime. Okay. Full support. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I noticed the question you, answered. I, I, I answered. We do need to address something. Can we address it real quick? Just quick aside. because um, you weren't around for our Halloween episode. Um, I saw that you dressed up for Halloween. Uh-huh. And um, I think you might be the only person I know who Dressed up as Cyclops, and, yeah, and not man. just any Cyclops, but the James Morrison Cyclops from the X Men films. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's mostly because he owns the glasses. I think. Was that sort of the centerpiece of the costume? With, with the with the, the glasses, the, the, the visor. The visor. Yeah, not the glasses, people. The visor. Sorry, the visor. <laughs> what was funny about it is that the poster. I think the I think the photo was actually posted by your mom, Matt. And she right. called you Cyclone. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's such a mom thing. And you and you and you corrected her in the uh, in the comments. Oh jeez, he did a <laughs> mom Cyclops mom. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Are we done <laughs> laughing at me? Is this? I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. Is this? Is this why you bring the three of us together? <laughs> that's why I do it. Yeah. First of all, I'm the only one that ever dressed like James Mars and Cyclops because I'm the only one that awesome. So we'll start there. Um, I mean, to be fair, James James Marsden dressed like the James Mars and Cyclops a few times. Yeah, for like five minutes a movie. (laughs) That that is true. Um, That that poor guy. Uh, let me just say, I am still a huge fan of his Cyclops, and I can't believe that we still don't have any screen time of it, and we never will. So great, good, good for, good for them. Yay! Yeah, it really. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Fox, the Fox X Men movies have really been sort of like Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, good for Wolverine. They literally <laughs> created. They literally created a cartoon on TV called Wolverine and the X-Men. That is a thing that exists now because of what they did to the X-Men. And just let's just rewrite history. Let's revisionist history here and just. That's what Disney does. 
Cyclops was not the leader of X-Men. He was just a throwaway, comes in, says a line, and leaves character throughout the X-Men history. Yes, let's do that. That's fantastic. That's what this episode's about, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe? I mean, um, so we, we are, we are well, planning a well, revision So what was so. your question? <laughs> uh, <well>. No. Moral, <laughs> moral question. You're yeah. a fan of something, and it starts to do things that you think are wrong. Is it your obligation to stop supporting them? Yeah, um, I want to. I want to know what you think. My answer, my answer to that, my honest answer to that is: at some point, I believe yes. Like everybody and everything is going to fail in certain areas. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do things that they did selfishly or view or they had a view that they thought was right and carried it out wrong. Um, so I think that there needs to be in all aspects of life, a certain level of um, grace and forgiveness when dealing with anything. But at some point, yes, I do believe at some point, if a, if a business or a, even an individual that, you know, continues to do things that you see as wrong you have to, at some point, stop supporting that. Um, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't honestly say anything. But yes, at some point, you'd have to. I mean, it yeah. kind of goes back to the, kind of goes back to the um, addiction episode we talked about, JB. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and how at some point you have to, you have to be like, look, I'm, I'm here. I, if you, if you want to come back i'll be your friend but at some point i can't do this with you anymore um but it but but yeah but then it's like but then it's disney and it just <laughs> makes life so confusing because well let me it's disney well, let me can i can i offer some thoughts on this no okay never mind all right good night everybody good journey <laughs> you can if you can if you can if you can give one good you could say one good positive thing about Cyclops. Yeah. Um, I love Cyclops in the Twisted Toy Fair Theater comics, and my favorite, That's good. my favorite one is when he when he shoots uh, Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> now your power sucks. Now your power sucks. Sorry, that's a super inside joke. That's a deep cut. If you are listening to the show and you understand that joke, please message us. We want to be friends. Um, oh, We're gonna oh, make speaking, you fourth speaking. Speaking of listening to the show before Chuck gives his, his thoughts, um, I have found that uh, Ryan, a good friend of mine and my wife's, Ryan, still faithfully listens to every single episode of our show. Oh, wow. So poor, poor Ryan, I know you're <laughs> listening to this, um, and you should text me when you, when you hear this, but, but we, we, we're so glad you're listening, and I'm so sorry for the episodes I'm not on, including this one. <laughs> so father chuck your thoughts <laughs> i so i because i think a lot of I've, I've thought a lot about boycotting i because I, I wonder i wonder if boycotts because in principle yes the idea that when we live in a capitalist society and this is a weapon at our disposal if you want you know to devote with your dollar all that kind of language that you know hit them where it hurts you know hit them you know with the bottom line or whatever but then at the other on the other hand I think about who who gets who really gets punished in that situation because Disney is mostly made up of 
sort of minimum wage, more maybe more than minimum wage, but you know, people working in the theme parks, people who pick up the trash, people who you know, you know, bring food to your table, people who, you know, make sure that you you're in the proper line and everything at the rides. I mean, these are you know, like like JP. JP was one of the you know, he's a cast member for a while. It's people like JP um, in in high school, um, and if Disney, if you're boycotting Disney. That's to me. That's the that's the or any large corporation. I just not to say Disney. Let's say any large corporation. Those are the people who are going to get hit first because that's who's going to get laid off of their jobs if Disney's not making the money they want to make. Because the one thing that never happens in these kinds of boycott scenarios is that the people at the top feel the they're not going to take the pay cut at the top. I mean, they might, you know, if it's bad PR, they'll, you know, the board will vote someone out or, you know, a CEO out or whatever, but it's, it's the little guys get hurt. And I, and I, and I, and I really started thinking about this just, it's, it's, it's really funny. We're talking about this because I, you know, as I've mentioned before, I've, and, as you, and if you've listened to the show long enough, I've developed a very deep, deep love for, um, Paul Simon's Graceland album. And uh, I just recently bought a record player, so I finally got to listen to the clear red vinyl version that I bought that I have photos of on our Instagram. And um, um, so I've been listening to that album again, and I was reading up on it again um, just the other night and learning about how the cultural boycott from the United Nations against South Africa during apartheid, which was meant to pressure apart or was meant to pressure South Africa in abandoning its apartheid government stance, but that what it didn't seem to pay attention to was the way that that cultural boycott impacted black musicians in Africa and how their, their music and other things were not getting out into wider culture around the world because everyone was so afraid of, of crossing the UN or whatever. And so like Paul Simon even got death threats and other things for going to South Africa to record with these black musicians and what he wound up doing was, you know, he wasn't trying to mimic their sound. He wasn't trying to culturally appropriate their sound. He was wanting to work with these musicians because he thought they were incredibly talented. And he realized that he could even use his celebrity to help bring attention to the wide variety of music that's happening in South Africa and get people, you know, to pay attention to what's happening. And that, um, and so, you know, and one of his quotes that he said about this is that, you know, when this kind of stuff happens, the people who get screwed are the guys with guitars. You know, that artists and other people are the ones who get affected, you know, the most. And it's, it, you know, it's the most vulnerable people who need this, you know, who need, who need the income that get affected. And so I, I often wonder if, there are, if there's not a better way of doing this kind of, you know, if there's something better than a boycott. And I, and I don't know necessarily what, if there's a one-size-fits-all solution. Um, one idea that I thought about Year, a couple of years back, do we all do you remember um, when everyone was uh, boycotting Chick Fil A because of uh, Dan Cathy's statements about same sex marriage? Yes. Um, I my thought, and I had and I had a couple of conversations with some friends who were very left leaning about this, and they thought this was an effective idea. That was instead of instead of like gay people boycotting, you know, boycotting Chick Fil A, what if instead gay people went and got food at Chick-fil-A and then sent copies of their receipts to Dan Cathy just to show, you know, like who's patroning the restaurant, how many people, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, it gives, it gives a figure to show this is the, this is the number of people that you're actually affecting by your words, you know? And, and at least that's a step. If it doesn't result in anything, then I don't know, maybe, maybe you, you, you result to the boycott, but I just sort of feel like, 
I don't know. It on one hand, it feels so capitalist. The boycott feels so capitalist, um, and the but the other is is that I worry that you know the people who need who need who, who need this stuff to survive, like Walmart, for instance, right? Walmart's a company that I hate. I will go on the record. I hate it. I, I don't shop at Walmart. Um, I don't know if I say I boycott at Walmart, but I, I don't shop at Walmart because I find their actions just ethically, you know, ethically reprehensible. But I'm but I also recognize. That I live in in a town where I have lots of options for shopping for groceries and things like that. You know, there are rural areas in North Carolina and other places, you know, West Virginia, others that where Walmart's it. Like that's it for people. They have to kind of get everything there because Walmart's put out mom and pops, you know. So if you stop shopping at Walmart, if you boycott Walmart in that scenario, you are affecting the major employer in town. You are so your so people's livelihoods and jobs are gone, um, and um, and also people you know who need food and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I guess the idea is that you want it to fall apart so that a better situation can can come in um, in the aftermath. But I just I don't know that I don't know. I just sort of feel like that. Like you know, when you take it to its logical conclusion. Is it is it is it harming more people than it's than it's fi- than, than the problem that it's fixing? You know what I mean? And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not an economist, but this is just something I think about sometimes. Um, I mean, that being said, it, it obviously boycotting was huge for the civil rights movement and um, right. and resulted in a lot of change. The bus boycott was immensely successful. Mm-hmm. So, and, so I, I mean, and, and just. Back to the the topic at Disney, and the boycott by all the other news outlets was affected this week. Right. So. Right. I mean, it, it's definitely a tool. Yeah. I don't know if it's the tool. Yeah. Well, I, and I guess um, the other. I guess yeah, that's what what gets a good point. You know, whether it's the only tool. Um, but the other question is: Does it does it actually pressure change, or does it pressure lip service to change? Um, I don't. I guess it just kind of depends on the issue. I also, you know, and, and and I, I definitely think boycotting is effective, and it's it's definitely a tool, an effective tool that you could use and should be used. Um, but I, I also think that there are maybe sometimes where you don't necessarily have to, and especially if it's like um, a corporation as big as Disney. And I think if it's like if if there is. Uh, if there's like a company that's really involved in your community, uh, like Walmart, you know, I, I live in Norman, Oklahoma. Walmart is a huge presence here. Right. That's where everyone shops. And there are some grocery stores around here that are, you know, a cheaper. I think when it's a part of your community, I think that you can still attend. I think you, you can still buy from the company and still keep going if, if there's something you don't agree with. But also you can be kind of emboldened as a consumer and to be kind of active and, and have a voice to demand change. I mean, because companies do change over time and it's not always because of a boycott. I mean, Disney has gone through some major changes over the past century. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because there have been boycotts. Um, you know, it's because people who were actively involved demanded the change. Yeah, I, I I just sort of get the sense that in, in in a lot of ways that engagement with a lack of a better term like a brand, you know, if you kind of demonstrate that you love the thing, then they're willing to listen to you. 
Right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a rabbit hole to go down, but the Alamo draft house and their enormous controversy that happened about a month ago. Yeah. Um, I think that they're good about, they're going to go through a lot of changes and not necessarily because of a boycott, but because they really open themselves up to listen to, um, people who are active and, and participating in their brand. One thing we I realized since you brought up a movie theater chain, one thing I realized we did not talk about in all the Disney controversy too is the other Disney story, which is the way that they've bullied movie theaters with Star oh, Wars. And yeah. uh, I've actually been wondering about the Alamo Draft House. Like, are they are they going to show Star Wars or are they going to take a stand? And I, I mean, just, I don't know. I, they've been they've been they've been pretty active in that kind of stuff too, and, and staying solidarity with other theaters and stuff. So I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, I mean because that's another. I mean that's that's another. That's a really shady one. That's a tough one for me to be honest with you. Yeah, because like movie theaters don't make money, man. And if this is how they're going to conduct business, it's just not good for movie theaters. <laughs> like, you know, it's like yeah. people complain about popcorn being. Tw- I'll tell you this. This is one of the reasons why I'm not. I am not in support of people sneaking food into movie theaters anymore. Because I understand that that's the only way these things stay afloat. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So, you know, so I, I, you know, I do, I usually try to, I usually try to at least buy a cherry Coke or something in a movie. Just give them something. <laughs> um, I did it yeah, in Thor Ragnarok, though, because dollars. I didn't want to leave my seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Still here. I love quiet Good. Matt. I, I love when Matt just he just he just gives his little yep, yep. Um, hey, can I just can I just say, JP? I didn't even go to use the restroom during Thor Ragnarok. Whoa, what? Yeah, he was that. He was there the yeah, entire. I know because I, I, know I held his hand the whole time. <laughs> and he had and he had two beverages. Tears of joy two? streaming down. He had two beer beverages. <laughs> so does that mean you were like dying in your seat? Like you really had to use the bathroom, or you just <laughs> was this Maybe like toward the end a little? Okay. <laughs> um, no, maybe my new job has trained me to not have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Maybe. Um, that's a survival tactic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you were talking about important stuff, and now you're involving me. So, go ahead. <laughs> I'm involving the most important person here. I thought, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we about covered it, man. <laughs> I think so too. Maybe. Is there anything you want to add? Yeah. Thanks for talking to me. It was good, good uh, hanging out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed listening to this episode. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> Maybe I should just go on a hiatus out of shame. Shame. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> shame. That, that's, a, that's a Game of Thrones reference, Chuck. Okay, yeah, I don't watch that show. 
Yeah, I know. You know because I don't watch pornography, so it's not pornography. He's, boy, he's he's boycotting it. Yeah, it's really working out. Actually, I will say I am straight boycotting. I'm straight boycotting Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> that's hey, that's a good question. What are we currently boycotting? <laughs> yeah. We are we are all boycotting Star Trek. <laughs> no, like I am straight up just boycotting. Like I like I I am intentional about that because I do not do not want CBS to think that 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 they can get away with this crap. Does it count as boycotting if I can't afford it anyway? Like no, no, hmm. not a hero in this situation. No, you're just cheap or oh, poor. Great. <laughs> well, if I had money, I I wouldn't use it. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna stand up on my. I lost you. I, I am a I'm a socialist hero. <laughs> Stand with me in solidarity, poor comrades. <laughs> uh, we will not let CBS Access take our unearned funds. Hey, I mean, for a show that's supposed to be set in a society where they're past money and the and the things of capitalism to put it on a, uh, it just it's it's yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, what are you boycotting? Hey, look, I'm here again. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. I um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't boycott. I'm. I'm too good. <laughs> I'm better than all of you. Matt thinks everything is running just fine. Everything's Wonderful. fine here. Nothing... Just, everything's everything's going swimmingly. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not boycotting anything currently uh, but um, did you guys watch the Jeff Goldblum thing on IGN this week I no. posted it on my timeline yeah I haven't watched it yet you should watch it it's it's Jeff Goldblum and he's reading uh, IGN comments no, that's all all you had to say is it's Jeff Goldblum you and it no you... for real and like I've never been more entertained in my life Listen, you well. You, that's because you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet, um, and I, I promise you, I promise you, JP, you're going to be somewhat angry for every second that Jeff Goldblum is not on the screen. <laughs> I, that's how I feel in my life, anyway. Like, I'm angry that Jeff Goldblum isn't here right now, and I am too. And the fact that he is uh, that in the comics canon, his character is the brother to the collector, Benicio del Toro's collector, and yeah. Kevin Feige has said that his plan is to have those two characters share screen time at some point in the future. Um, I I can't. I there's just certain things that I just that that's one thing I don't think I can handle. The other one that I I don't think I can handle is the the the, the word on the street is that the both the um well we know for sure that the Danny Elfman Batman score is going to be in Justice League. Um yeah. and that word on the street is that the John Williams Superman score will also be in Justice League and if it ha- if it if it if it plays when Superman makes his reappearance I I may I may lose like I may like transcend to another realm. <laughs> where it's just nothing but light and joy, um, but but they'll mess it up because it's a DC movie. Well, they didn't mess up Wonder Woman. They didn't mess up Wonder Woman. How come they didn't play the Wonder Woman theme from the nineteen seventies? Uh, I actually i th- i I thought I heard that they had buried it somewhere in one of the scores. Really? 
they play apparently I, I didn't I didn't hear it, JP, so you'll have to keep your ears peeled for it, but I saw it in the credits that apparently um at some point in Thor Ragnarok they play the original seventies Hulk theme. Really? Yeah. I think they do that in the uh in the T V show the theme. Incredible Hulk too. Oh, do they? I think they do. I, I know it's I know it was in the trailer. The Incredible Hulk when I came because yeah. I watched it my cousin and we both freaked out when we heard it. Guys, guys, growing up, I used to be obsessed with the Thor and Hulk movie. <laughs> did it did it feel like full circle again, Matt? Okay. It is it is a guy painted green acting next to a guy who's just wearing like some fuzzy wannabe Viking outfit and there's yeah, Daredevil in it. Have you um Daredevil's, Daredevil's in it? It's just Matt, have you Daredevil's wearing all black in it? Yeah, Matt, have you uh, just have, like the new one. Matt? Have you seen that JP posted it on uh, on our thread a while back? But I know you're you're hit or miss on it sometimes. There's this trailer that someone cut to make Thor Ragnarok look like an '80s VHS release. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I did. Because what makes it great, and I think this is why you should watch it, is in the sequences where they show Thor fighting Hulk, they use the Lou Ferrigno Hulk. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it is. It is fantastic, and like some of the fights are cut with that Thor Hulk movie um, interspliced in there. It is. It's really great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really funny. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on that I listened to you guys talk about in the last episode. You talked about Jeff Goldblum's character playing some kind of piano thing. Yeah. Um, I read this uh, this GQ article. Uh, last week that was all about like it was called like it was called the oral history of Jeff Goldblum or something and it's just like the one that I shared with you yeah that's it yeah that's the one did you did you read that oh yeah I shared it with you well you didn't talk about how like uh he actually knows how to play piano and stuff and he jams out every Wednesday at some club in LA yeah I didn't know yeah I I I mean I didn't know that when I after when we made the episode I read the article the next day Uh, um ah. And I that article's great. We should probably put it on our Facebook page because I find the fact that excuse me, I find the fact that he wound up playing keyboard for Aerosmith um, just delightful. That is incredible, and I love that. Like, it's it's a Tom Arnold story, right? <laughs> and he's like, I've been trying, I've been like hanging out with these guys for five years. Jeff Goldblum has just met them, and he's already jamming out with them on, in concert. <laughs> The, the man is a national treasure. He is, and, and uh, he makes me want to live my life better. Me too. That, like I read, I read the article. And I was like, I've been living my life all wrong, <laughs> all wrong. And then I watched that 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 like two minute clip on IGN, and I'm like, this man can make anything wonderful. Well, so Matt, you've got the magic except t- Lost World. Well, no, he's he's the best part of Lost World. Um, Matt, you should uh, you should work your magic magic touch and like just try to email him and see if you can get him on the podcast. I mean, because you're like, you know, you're like you're like superstar with getting like superstar people oh, on our on our oh, podcast. Oh, oh, the the, the masters of uh, what divinity? Oh, that's nice. That's has a has a ring to it. I, has, that is catchy. Oh yes, yes, you are masters of divinity. Yes, you have, you've mastered the divine. I I, I really. Yes, that's that's very it's very nice. <laughs> Am I close? You're close. Okay. You, you had a little bit of like a British accent at times, but for the most part, you're good. Yeah. Well, I'm British in real life, so <laughs> it comes through. 
What if, what if you were? And this whole time we've known you, you've just been doing like an American accent. But as soon as like you like hang up the phone with us, or whatever, you're like, oh bloody hell. <laughs> oh right. Well, we've been recording for an hour and a half so far, <laughs> and you can't keep it up. No, because <laughs> I because I, 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 I don't I can't keep up with like the regions, you know, because it's like. All right, I get a little pikey here, and I get a little bit southern here, and then like it's it's hard, it's difficult. Like I don't, I don't. Little 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 right here. Let me talk a little. We try to get a little bit like Paul McCartney, just a little. Oh, little Paul McCartney. Oh, got to get a little little droll in it, there. You see. Oh, they're the masters of divinity. No, I'm kind of no, I can't. I was looking over at John, and John is over here. He's singing. He's got Yoko next to him, and he's just sitting still. And I don't understand what's happening, but that's the thing, you know. <clears throat> well, this, this is where this show has devolved. <laughs> what are we doing? Impressions. Matt, you're supposed to take control of the situation. You're, yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is what this is what happens when I don't speak. <laughs> What's that proverb in the Bible? Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is a, is is a, considered as wise. <laughs> I don't know. It's that that is it's 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 in the proverbs. I was saying, weren't you guys saying that thirty eight minutes was like a perfect length for this podcast? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crap you can trim out of this one, <laughs> right? So, all right. I think, I think I, we've covered everything. I think yes, that's, I think We're that's done. all the time. I think I think that's all the time we have this week. Chuck, I I feel kind of bad for. I mean, I was, I, I let you do the intro, and like I kind of did a bit without telling you I was doing the bit. It was kind of Andy Kaufman of me, and sort of, I feel, I'm starting to feel bad. Why? I don't know. Because if you feel you, you seem so happy that you were doing the intro, and I just like was like, hey, give me back the spotlight. Hey, it's you know, look, I'm I'm on the podcast with the three of you, or with the two of you guys. I mean, the three of us together, we are all strong personalities who all try to clamor for our own, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, while while I mean, each other's talking, we're all thinking about what we're going to say, and um, how we're going to say it, and why we're not talking a, right now. That is a piece of the pie for me. Yeah. 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 We all have egos. It's all, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> Um, but with that, uh, so this is all the time we had. Uh, thank you, uh, John Post, for, uh, for, for, for being on the show and for, for being with us. And hopefully your hiatus is not an actual hiatus. Um, um, I've, I found my keys. It's okay. And my, my shirts are over here. I got them. So hang on. Okay. Um, uh, okay. It's weird, by the way, I you're got, talking I about... I got your joke, JP. Father <laughs> Chuck already forgot it. No, no, I got it. I was going to say is it's funny that he made this joke about the whole, like, coming over and getting his shirts and the keys and the whole thing because um, because just before I came to my office to record, um, I drove over and it just so happened that on my car stereo was playing The District Sleeps Alone Tonight by the Postal Service, which is about a guy coming back to his girlfriend's apartment to collect his things after being dumped. So I just... It's... it's uh, it was just it was kind of a prescient thing that that that, that happened. Oh. oh okay. So maybe we should end the episode with the district sleeps alone <laughs> tonight by the postal service. Uh, I might be putting a kibosh on using pop songs. That's that's fine. Uh, just because I'm kind of getting worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm okay using the Masters of Universe theme because I don't think Canon Films gives a crap. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably also in some kind of like legal like gray zone. 
probably. Uh, uh, by the way, I do, we've been doing this for years, and the one thing I've been wanting to say about the theme, um, I that 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 score is better than it, it has any right to be, <laughs> because it's it's done by Bill Conti, who composed the Rocky theme. Okay, that that explains it. All so right, it's made by a by a great composer. You know, it Canon is. Films were able to get were able to secure talent for their really crappy movies. Well, it's it's, it's it is it is one of the I, I, no joke. I think it's one of the best film themes. Like <laughs> from ever. the 80s at least yeah right? yeah so all right well uh thank you thank you jp for being back with us uh and um um please don't be a stranger you know uh maybe we'll see you around you know get the coffee shop sometimes and uh you know i'll text with you sometime to make sure to check in and make sure that you're they're doing okay okay i mean we can still say hi in the hallway right like yeah we can do that we can do, i mean our lockers yeah. are close to each other so we can oh you know what i think you left I think you left some of your books at my place, so you, you'll probably have to come and get those. Or, or I can go get them if you want and bring them back. Um, I can, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go do it right now. Work. You know what? I'll go do it right now. I'll go do it right okay. now. I'll go do it right now. All right. All right. All right. That's, hey, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Matt, Matt, it's always uh, mm, mm. It's always good to have you with us. Man in uniform. <laughs> Just, mm. it's, always, it's, always, it's always good to be here listening. <laughs> Look, Matt, we love you. And next week, buddy. Oh. Next week, you and me. If JP is on hiatus, it's just you and me, buddy. We'll have a topic. We'll put on some mood lighting, and we'll just uh, we'll just get right to it. Let's get just you can't see me. I realize I'm I'm, I'm on the screen. We'll just get right to it, and uh, you know, just just see where this stuff takes us. How's that sound? I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to Masters of Divinity. Um, you know, like, subscribe, all that crap. And uh, good journey. Good journey. I'm sorry. Good journey.